Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live. Yes, hi, this is Ron Angel. Uh, and you have tuned into Manhattan Project Backstep. This radio show uh, is a discussion of uh, the bad science that has taken place after World War II uh, and is a result of the Manhattan Project and parts of it that we were not informed of. Anyway, um, tonight we have two wonderful guests. Um, Wendy will be our first guest, and she will be discussing aspects of food that has been uh, tainted and laced. So let me try to get a hold of Wendy right now. She's been trying to call in. Let's see here. Just a minute.
Hi, is is this Ron? Yes, you you Hi, Ron. The room. Hi, how I are finally you? got through. Great, great, good. So, um, let me take a look here. You know, I, I haven't been in this for some time, so I'm trying to make sure it's being recorded, and I think okay. it is. So, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm pretty well. And uh, I guess you had a pretty exciting... Okay, here, let me make sure it's being recorded. Okay, the recording has started. Good. Okay. Great. Um, So let me give the introduction again. This is Manhattan Project Backstep. Uh, This uh, show deals with science and uh, exposing many of the things that we have experienced in the U.S., since after World War II, and the Manhattan Project uh, that was supposed to benefit all of humanity with all sorts of wonderful things has actually led to uh, a lot of other aspects in in American uh, society that have produced products that are harming humanity. So we'd like to discuss um, how we can reverse some of the bad science, and that's what we're here for tonight. Is that uh, great? Good. So um, when go ahead. I just I just wanted to mention um, that my um, mother-in-law um, she works on the Manhattan Project. She was mm-hmm. a scientist, and um, this is my ex-husband's mother and father. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I don't think they both did, but he was a scientist. Um, and a biophysicist professor at Florida State. But I do know that Mary Lou um, Hackettall, I don't know if she did this before she was married or not. Um, But anyway, but I'm just throwing that out there. (laughs) Oh, thank you. And, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, I've I've interviewed a lot of different uh, individuals that were the children of Manhattan Project scientists. Um, uh-huh. One of them was uh, a Dr. Moss David Posner. He was actually born in uh, New Mexico, where Sandia National Labs is today. And of course, uh-huh. that was uh, where Oppenheimer um, worked and brought all the scientists together to produce, you know, the first nuclear weapon to hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, end all wars. But mm-hmm. the fact is that they've been testing these devices throughout the world, and other countries have, you know, they open Pandora's box. Other right. countries have the technology. There's other weapons besides that. You have the uh, after the it's, first atomic bomb was developed, you had later the hydrogen bomb, which was about 30 times more powerful than the atomic bomb, and then later um, you had. Sam Cohen developed the neutron bomb, and the neutron bomb is basically um, neutrinos, and it just affects living cells. So that's the most most uh, frightening bomb because it just affects living creatures and not structures and buildings in uh-huh. terms of what was done. And then obviously we have other things that are uh, affecting humanity like soft kill weapons in, in uh, genocide in our food. And uh, if right. you internet search Henry Kissinger Food Genocide Plan in 1974, Henry Kissinger spoke 
in Washington, D.C. to Congress and discussed how he wanted to create food genocide in other countries, but what comes around goes around and do unto others as you would have done unto yourself. So basically, that technology of food genocide has been now injected uh, with really, you know, it's called plausible deniability, where one person creates a substance and another person is told to add the substance into another vat and that person is then told to deliver that substance to this location and they really don't know what they're doing. There's so many different, it's called plausible deniability. There's so many players involved. Right. Uh, We can kind of say, go ahead. I call it compartmentalization. So, I mean, but it's the same thing, you know, it's all compartmentalized. So like you said, nobody knows what they're doing, um, Mm. you know. That's right. And when they wake up to what they're doing and they whistleblow, usually there's a price to pay for that. And that's kind of why we're having you on tonight because you have some very, very um, shocking information about a a company uh, that makes aspartame and it's in Mm -hmm. Michigan, in the Mm -hmm. film of Michigan called, uh, it's J.D. Searle. Is that correct? That's the company? Yeah, it's... Uh-huh. Um, I'm not, I think it's G.D. Searle. And, I mean, I, I'm not sure if it's, I always forget if it's G.E. or G.D. I'd have to ask my dad, and I'm sorry he couldn't come on tonight, but um, we'll get him on your show another time. Uh-huh. Um, but he'll, he could tell you all about it. But, um, yes, it is um, Searle, and the plant was opened um by him, it was um, Rumsfeld had been looking for land or plants that he could um, use to, uh, I think Rumsfeld came on sometime in the 80s. This is a pharmaceutical company. And mm-hmm. um, he found this plant, uh, which is on Lake Huron, in a place called Harbor Beach. It's a very small town. I think it was maybe a population of 500 people. So um, Harbor Beach, it, Michigan. Yes. Very, and very, it, okay, okay. Um, um, it, it was, it's a resort town, and so mainly there was only people there, mainly in the summer um, mm-hmm. for Lake Huron. But um, so there was very few people there year-round. But, but we were there because my dad was opening the plant. He he was in charge of human resources and he hired all the scientists and um, everyone that was going to work on this project, um, you know, the aspartame plant. Um, mm-hmm. So it took, took three years to get it up and running. And this was, I believe we moved to Harbor Beach and uh, let's see, I, it was, I think right in kindergarten because I went kindergarten to second grade there. So, mm-hmm. um, so that that would have been 1975, and we were there till 1978. Um, mm-hmm. But see, and and I want my dad to be able to explain because I I don't know the science behind it, but he'll tell you everything. He can explain everything that aspartame is from the science behind it to how it's made 
you know, how it's put together and added to the drink. So, um, you know, what again, year, my... What year are we talking about right now? Like in the 70s? Well, yes. This was uh, 70, 1975 is when the plant, when we first got there and my dad started hiring everyone, getting the plant ready, um, you know, to to get the aspartame made um, and hiring all the scientists. And so my dad basically just, you know, got it all together, did all the hiring, got it up and running, and and that all took three years. Mm-hmm. So so 1975, um, and then it was completed in 1978. And I guess mm-hmm. that's when they started adding aspartame to to food and to to drinks. Mm-hmm. And um, they also make Tylenol, right? That company. Is yes. Yes. And so, so he discovered that they were making aspartame and it was detrimental to human beings. Correct. Well, there were scientists um, that that were working on the aspartame project, and I, when they found out that it was going into food, um, they came to my dad and said, "You know, this is harmful. This is going to, you know." This is a neurotoxin. It, it can end up, um, you know, harming people. And um, they, the whistleblowers, I believe, got a lawyer, and this was going to go to court. However, Rumsfeld stepped in as CEO. And, um, I mean, he, he was kind of with the company um, in 75, getting this, this plant going. Um, I, mm-hmm. I think he went and paid for the plant, and um, and then in 1978, when it was going to go into food, and the scientists realized this, then you know they started blowing the whistle, and uh, got a lawyer going to court. So so Searle made Rumsfeld CEO because he knew, Rumsfeld knew the judge that this was going to court with. And uh, the judge swept the case under the rug and and let let it go that aspartame was, you know, okay. You know, they dismissed or got rid of the evidence or whatever. You know, I don't know how it worked. But the point is, is that Unsfeld knew the judge, talked to the judge. The the judge uh, dismissed the the whistleblowers and the case and aspartame now is in our food and our drinks. And now they because of it. sweet correct? They've given it other names. Yeah, um, oh yeah, yeah. There's lots of different names um, now. Um, you know, I just I always call it aspartame, but uh, it goes under many different names. I think amino sweet. Um, NutraSweet, uh, oh gosh, I don't know because I I don't eat it or drink it. I stay away from it, <laughs> so yeah, you know too. I haven't kept up. And I've been following it. I I haven't had soda pop in over twenty years. Yeah, um, me. Well, it's been yeah. only ten years for me, but um, 
I mean, I, I would never drink the diet stuff because I knew that it was bad. Right. But, um, you know, but then I, I did drink the regular Cokes, but then I stopped all soda 10 years ago. Uh-huh. And um, another aspect of, of what they've done is anything low-fat now, yogurts and other products, they can put aspartame sweetener right. in there and not inform you on the labeling. And right. that was a law passed about, uh, I don't know, seven years ago. And and so I stay away from all low-fat Right, me too. Because I know me. that it's, it's, they've done something. So um, it's quite a shame that people haven't woken up to this. Now, Donald Rumsfeld, let's give some background. He was Secretary of Defense. Mm-hmm. That but, resigned under the Bush administration as Secretary right. uh, administration as Secretary of Defense, and um, there's I and I believe Donald Rumsfeld. He was born in Evanston, Illinois, mm-hmm. where Northwestern is, and I didn't know about this this aspartame plant. Now he. This is the only plant you said in the country that produces this product that I know of, because that you know that was the first one built. Uh, or well, the plant was already there. It's just they it was an empty. Uh, it, it was something else before that. I'm not sure what it was. You could ask my dad um, when he comes on, and um, he'll he'll give you. Is he has a real interesting story. I mean, he'll he'll tell you exactly how it's made and um you know everything but um but I, yeah I believe it's the excre- excrement of bacteria isn't it yes yes it, so it's it is it's you're the, eating the excrement of bacteria and that's yes. the sweetness and it has yes no calories I did some other research into the product mm-hmm. and it was the reason why Donald Rumsfeld was behind it is it was part of what was called the MK Ultra program, which mm-hmm. the U.S. Senate disclosed in 1977 in the Federal Church Committee hearings. It was a secret program the CIA was using to influence people with mm-hmm. radio waves and mind control, almost like right. what was called the Manchurian Candidate. So, right. Um, uh, I don't think anybody really, this gets back to the point where no one really knew what they were doing. They thought they were making something that was helpful and low-fat to people, but it really, it actually led to more cravings. And Mm -hmm. research that I've done, um, they insert what's called excitotoxins into our food. All food Mm -hmm. is designed, and just like Pavlov's dog, where you crave more, the um, the food is designed, even if you have an odor, to trigger uh, right. in your brain to make you hungry, to make you eat more and more and more. Furthermore, right. um, a lot of the soda pop that people are drinking, as soon as they drink one soda pop, the bacteria in their intestines is removed and your food doesn't completely digest properly. And therefore, you basically um, 
aren't getting the nutrients, and so you're eating more and more and more. Right, exactly. And you need to rebuild that good bacteria with probiotics or, you know, yeah. different yeah. yogurts that have no sweeteners in them, of course. Uh, right. And it's getting harder and harder to find these uh, non-GMO modified, non-laced foods, you know. Right, and, um, yeah. So he knew... I- he, you told me he was uh, he was actually fired by Donald Rumsfeld when he whistle blew the dangers of the product. Then, yes, R- Rumsfeld pretty much let everyone go after that. You know, project was completed. Um, my my dad did not get along with Rumsfeld. He, um, you know, I, I won't say what he called him <laughs> um, on your show, but. Um, you know, I don't think anyone gets along with Rumsfeld. Not many, you know. Um, he He's quite a know-it-all. He's quite condescending to everyone around him, um, to anyone that's not on his level. Um, you know, and, and basically, um, he just has that elite status where everyone else is um, just, you know, peons and needs to go and be depopulated <laughs> basically mm. he he's not a nice person at all um, and and that's according to my dad and to to many many others um, but but you know i I do feel like um you know Rumsfeld and Bush the bushes are definitely part of the u n um agenda. Um, and, you know, with depopulation and such. Um, but let's and say, you said the company is in Harbor Beach, Michigan, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I've been there years ago. I had no idea mm-hmm. this product was um, yeah was, was made. Oh, so, yeah. It, it, it's, it's very, I, I don't want to, it's, almost hidden in plain sight, basically. Mm-hmm. If you um, go to Lake Huron, and in fact, I, I took swim lessons there, and um, if you go out on the pier, it's the plant is all the way um, at the end of the pier. Mm-hmm. It, it's like, you know, almost like on the water. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, yeah. Um. But anyway, yeah, I, I think you're going to enjoy talking to my dad because he, he can really give you... Well, he's a real hero. The, so The whole scoop. Now, it's interesting that you not only lived in Harbor Beach, Michigan, but you also lived in Naperville. And so... Well, and this was in, well I lived in Schaumburg, but my parents had friends in Naperville, so we would go there. Naperville, um, Illinois. Okay. Yeah, so we would go to Naperville often to um, visit my parents' friends mm-hmm. that lived and there. And that was in the 70s, or that was that, when you yeah. were... uh That was in the late 70s and early 80s. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where British Petroleum's headquarters was off of Deal Road in 290. Ah, uh, yeah. First, it was Shell Oil Company, and that was the research facility. And Shell Oil Company had 
about five or six of their employees get brain tumors and die. And I remember reading that in the Tribune. Me too. There was quite a new population in that area, and it's strange. AT&T put its headquarters off of Mill Street, very close to Shell Oil Company that became British Petroleum. So all these companies are kind of located in that same Naperville, Illinois area. And then you have Fermilab in Warrenville, Illinois. And Fermilab is named after Enrico Fermi, who created the first nuclear explosive device at the University of Chicago, which is in the south side of Chicago, and detonated it in um, Stagg Field. Oh, wow. And they had wow. a, they used to have a football team named the Maroons. And after that, everyone in the south side of Chicago, north, and then to the west, developed leukemia because they didn't know what it was going to do. So they tested this device. And, of course, it wasn't a very big explosion, but it caused them to get leukemia and die. Oh, my uh, gosh. And that's why... In- that's why from like 52nd Street South all the way to 12th Street, which is Roosevelt Road, it looked like a ghost town. Wow. You can't, you can't have a city if the people are dead. You can't maintain your building. So it was quite radiated, and they didn't really have a clue the degree of uh, what it would do to people, what it would do to animals. Right. And, um, it's strange. I was dry, I lived in uh, the Chicagoland area. I moved there in mm-hmm. 1990, and uh, I would go to forest preserves with my dog, and and the dog and I went to one of the forest preserves, and at the t- they were. I went up, and it was in one of the western suburbs. They were actually they had taken all the radioactive waste from the first nuclear explosion at University of Chicago and put it in a forest preserve over a neighborhood and they didn't know, they didn't properly uh, put it in anything that would contain the radiation from rain runoff and they put it below a neighborhood with a stream and it was in a forest preserve and the day that I was there, there was signs saying, they were excavating this, and there was a, a memorial to this, and it said this is where the radioactive waste was buried underneath this mound. Oh. And they were going to—they were supposed to be taking that and putting it in Yucca Mountain, which is in in uh, Nevada. They had built that many billion-dollar facility to take all the radioactive waste from all the power plants, and and I don't know if it's ever made it to that. You know, that was that was paid for yeah. and done, but you're familiar. Oh. With Yucca Mountain, right? Yes. And, you know, they they use us as guinea pigs. And they don't, they, you know, it, it always amazes me. I, I feel like if everyone would just, you know, stop paying their taxes, stop voting, that, you know, they, I'm, you know, well, they print money. They're going to do their thing anyway. But, I, you know, I think that's a great way to revolt. And, um, but I'm just saying that, you know, they don't take care of what they say they're going to do. And, 
you know, they they don't, you know, bring all this to the Yucca Mountain or, uh, you know, they just dump it in our backyards or spray it no. over us. Um, no. You know, we're just guinea pigs. And um, let's see, I was going to say that um, uh, it's, it's so bad. Oh, the EPA and all of the alphabet soup um, agencies, they're, they're just storefronts. You know, they're just, I just feel like they're used for um, money laundering or excuses for us to pay our taxes. Okay, you need this agency to protect you here and this one. To, and it, it's all, you know, a facade. That's right. Um, and so, um, and, you know, I know I've called the EPA many times. In fact, when, when I lived in... Um, well, I lived in Des Plaines and then Schaumburg, and then the Searle plant, uh, the Searle pharmaceutical company, which has now been bought by Monsanto. Um, and Monsanto, they, Monsanto was the old IG Farben. Yeah. That made Dicon B gas. Yeah. Yes. People it, yeah. in concentration camps, mostly Jewish people, but Christians too, and priests and nuns during World War II, and that um, was in St. Louis. There was an aspect of Monsanto that was in St. Louis, Missouri. Didn't know that. They've they've all merged into one big corporation, which is called Monsanto. So Monsanto bought up or, or, you know, merged with, like, all the pharmaceutical companies and, and, like, I don't know, DuPont. I don't know if DuPont is part of... um, Monsanto now, but um, yeah, they they hold and maybe even Raytheon. I think Raytheon is the company that um, produces the stuff that goes into the geoengineering stuff that they spray. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, um, there's a lot of players involved. Right. The sprays. There's um, Aquias Incorporated. Rain on Demand, that's an Australian company, but it also operates mm-hmm. out of South Dakota. Uh-huh. And, you know, then we know, you've seen the post the, that Noah had about Noah had on its website up until 2017 that the U.S. military has 4,200 current and active um Weaponized weather OWS, they're called CONUS OWS facilities. Uh huh. And they're proud of weaponizing the weather, which actually is in violation of the 1976 NMOD treaty that the U.S. signed on to. And so it's uh, it's really serious what's going on, because what they do in essence is these these sprays are 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 used in the sky and they're heavy metals. And then they use very powerful electromagnetic mm-hmm. waves to move the particles. Just like if you want to do a little experiment, you can take a little square pan tray, put water in it, and then if you have some metal shavings, sprinkle metal shavings on top, steel metal shavings that are uh, able to be moved with a magnet, 
and then you mm-hmm. move the magnet under the water, and the water will move. Well, water is a fluid. Air is also a fluid. So it's it's an example um, of how it's being done, how these cloud formations are being moved. And we're talking thousands of miles these are moved. Right now we know that they're laying uh, many, many sprays off Morocco. So about five islands off the coast of Morocco, off Africa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so those storms are created there, or those those clouds are laced there, and then they hit Florida and the east coast of the U.S., and sometimes they go through the Caribbean, through the Gulf, and hit, uh, you know, the Panama Canal area. And then the other location that they're placing chemtrails is off the coast, off the east coast of um, New Zealand. And that's done ah. by the Australian Royal Air Force, the ARAF. Uh-huh. So they're spraying. And it all, you know, they're a private contract, Acquiesced, Incorporated. That, you know, they believe they're making the desert bloom. But what they're really doing, too, is they're creating havoc, floods, people are dying. And then you right. have the home weaponized weather. And... Back in 1997, a gentleman by the name of um, Brigadier General Dr. Fred P. Lewis heads this, and they weaponized the weather. The Air Force has weaponized the weather. The Mind Control Center globally, based on the declassified Department of Defense document NOAA had on its website, the Global Control Center is Lincoln, Nebraska, out of the Mormon building in Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh-huh. And then in the U.S., I believe there's about six locations. Bellevue, Illinois, where Scott Air Force Base is another location. Uh-huh. And then they have all sorts of other little airfields, like Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in Ohio, and there's three airfields in Texas. I'm not sorry. Not, there's three air bases in Arizona that are taking off and lacing the clouds. So we see in the sky all these sprays and we know something is wrong. We point this out to other people and they don't believe us. They think it's condensation and and, and condensation from the airplanes. But that's not a byproduct. And if you ever look at an airport, even in the sub-freezing day, you never see a plane take off and land with sprays behind it. Right, right. So the, that, the, you know, we, we know from www.geoengineeringwatch.org, mm-hmm. very detailed that they have put nozzles, you know, at the back of the planes or the bo- the back of the wings, even on passenger planes. And it's been automated now where the artificial intelligence is calculated where these sprays need to be laid mm-hmm. in order and, and the supercomputer is running the show. When I say artificial intelligence right. is running the show. Right, right. Um, they've changed you, the jet stream. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah, yes, they have. Um but do you think that the pilots know that 
you know, they're spraying this because, um, Some you know. Some used to have a switch on the actual cockpit that said chemtrails. Uh-huh. But so some some do and some don't. Automated it where it just it just automatically goes. The pilots see it from other planes. They'd have to probably go and look in the back. They tried to hide it. Some of these pilots got very vocal about this mm-hmm. in the 1990s and 2000s, and some of them have lost their job. Some mm-hmm. of them have been murdered over this. Some of them, uh, you know, they're whistleblowers and they've gone to federal judges um, and exposed this. That's the way it goes. That's, I mean, that's the mafia running the show, you know. Well, I'd like to point out that U.S. Code, Title 50, Section 1517, Mm-hmm. And it's on the Department of Justice website. Immediate disposal when health or safety are endangered. And this is from uh, Title 50, War and National Offense, Chapter 32, Chemical and Biological Warfare Program. And so uh, these chemicals are, according to Harvard's Professor David Keith's disclosure, will result in millions of deaths a year from these, mm-hmm. these geoengineering oh. operations. Um, yeah, I was just, you know, um, talking to my mom last night, and she said liver cancer is just off the roof. And, you know, we're the sickest nation, and we're, we're not even a third-world country, yet we are the sickest nation on earth. Um, pediatric cancer has gone up 10,000% since 1960, 10,000%, you know, it's awful. And between the, um, what they're spraying in the air, you know, what they're spraying in the air and between the vaccines and the GMOs, you know, I'm surprised more than millions aren't dying a year. But how do you propose that we stop that, put a stop to this? Because I've been at this night and day for three, well, you know, for 10 years, but, but hard at it for the past three years. What, how do you propose that we stop this? Well, Title 18, U.S. Code 4, misprison of felony. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll read it here. This is also on the Department of Justice webpage, .gov. Mm-hmm. Title, 18 section, uh, Title 18 U.S. Code Section 4, Misprisonment of Felony. Whoever having knowledge of the actual commission of a felony consignable by a court of the United States conceals and does not as soon as possible make known the same to a judge or other person in civil military authority under the United States shall be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than three years of vote. Wow. So you've got government people that when they're informed of this Mm -hmm. and government is also the military. Right. 
they have what an obligation based on these on that law. I have an, uh, a piece of um, There was a book written by um, Colonel Rodney Stitch, who was a World War II pilot. Mm-hmm. He's dead now. He died a couple years ago. And Colonel Rodney Stitch wrote a book called Drugging America. And he oh. talked about how the CIA was moving drugs through the Bush administration. Mm-hmm. And they were bringing them in. You know, Iran-Contra was much more than guns to South America. Right. To fund... Uh, to fund Iraq, they funded Saddam Hussein. Mm-hmm. Donald yeah. Way. Friends with Saddam right. Hussein, and we have a video of him, Donald Rumsfeld shaking Saddam Hussein's hand in the 80s. Um, they did that because they they, they wanted to depose um, the Ayatollah Khomeini. The Shah of Iran was assassinated, who mm-hmm. was U.S. friendly since John F. Kennedy and right. uh, the Shah of Iran were friends. And this, the Shah was assassinated because he uh, had gone on a 60 Minutes show and was interviewed by Barbara Walters and he has said that Israel was manipulating the U.S. and world media and soon after he was assassinated. And John F. Kennedy right. was you know, assassinated sooner than that. Right. Iran was liberated by the United States from the Nazis after World War II. Iran was great friends with the U.S. up until, you know, and and John F. Kennedy built the first nuclear plant for power Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for the Shah of Iran in the 60s. The U.S. So they have had nuclear power for a long time, and Iran hasn't attacked the country in over 350 years. Right, right. So, well, it's all smoke and mirrors. The U.S. uses right. the media right. to manipulate and change countries and depose leaders, and it's you know, right. The Shah I, of, I, of Iran was friends with the U.S. He was assassinated. Then the Ayatollah came to power, and um, they didn't like the CIA in Iran. They they the CIA was behind the assassination of the Shah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they kicked oh. the CIA out of Iran. But I think the CIA is back in Iran now. Oh, yeah. And I don't think Iran has much... Sadly, I don't think they have much time to be free um, based on the current administration and the policy seems to be that of uh, the CIA... Dirty Tricks Division, where they always are constantly pulling the rug under the public's eyes. So. Right. Well, well, people aren't aware of everything going on. I mean, you know, most people just think that, you know, the the war is because, uh, you know, they think it's a Muslim Christian thing or, you know, they. It, it's just, it's sad how everyone is so um, undereducated about that, um, you know, although I, 
I understand and I realize, you know, a lot of people have been um, dumbed down from fluoride and, you know, there's just so many distractions, um, you know, with sports and alcohol. But, um, yeah, it's just people just, they don't understand the real what's going on behind the scenes. And I think that's so important. Um, I'm always yeah. trying to to talk. I mean, I, I would love to be able to shut down the military because they've kept us in war pretty much for the whole time since, you know, the 1800s so that they can keep us under martial law, you know. And, um, and, and keep us under admiralty law. Um, you know, because we're supposed to have common law, um, except in times of war. But they've kept us in this constant war. Even when we haven't been in war, they will come up with some kind of war, you know, whether it be war on drugs, um, you know, whatever. It's it's just, it's to keep this constant war thing going. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And people don't, no, it's a war People... on America. It's a war on children. Uh, yeah. If you, type, if you type in American Nazis in a search engine or in YouTube, you'll find uh-huh. that the American Nazi Party, there's a history uh, channel disclosure on the Nazi American Party in 1924 in New York, Illinois, New York. Uh-huh. And in, in Chicago, Illinois, in... Um, in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and in sadly Detroit. And oh wow! Hitler made Man of the Year. Yes, unfortunately, uh, Shrine of the Little Flower on Thirteen Mile Road, or on uh, was it Eleven or Twelve Mile Road, and Woodward, a priest, Father Coughlin, came from Canada and built mm-hmm. a church with a radio station that was pro Hitler. Wow. In Michigan. So, unfortunately, we've had, you know, he wasn't an American citizen, and he preached hate radio right from the, there's a big tower at the Shrine of mm-hmm. the preaching hatred. Now, I followed this quite extensively. I've got a lot of documents and books that I've cited from Amazon mm-hmm. on this topic, and it's the most secret Topic, but it's rising up again, and what I'm afraid of is that the Russians don't mess around. They don't. They don't like fascism. And if you go back to your history and watch the last battle of Berlin, they're quite definitive in how they ended it. And then they picked up the pieces. Now let's go to the game of chess and realize the Russians have always played better chess than anybody in the world. Although I think Mm -hmm. China now has the best chess players. Russia's Mm -hmm. always played very good chess. Mm -hmm. And so what better way to play a game of chess is to use your enemy your enemy's military as pawns and get them to fight your battles. 
Oh, case, in point, case in point, right, Afghanistan, Russia had the 30-year war. Mm-hmm. And who goes and fights in Afghanistan when Bush declares Afghanistan as an, as an enemy is, is, is in, you know, in, after 9-11 is Bush. The Russians had been there and lost most of their men. Now think again, after the fall of the Berlin Wall, the Russians have come mm-hmm. to the United States in great numbers. Right. Uh, put their children and grandchildren in the U.S. military and they're at high-level positions of power. Right. the U.S. to be their soldiers. But Moscow looks perfect now. It almost, you know, it's really strange. Don't you find it strange? Or more very. Very. Was ever. I mean, it's just eerie and frightening. And I, I think know. It, I think if the Americans don't wake up to the fact that we're being played like pawns, there was considerable right. evidence that Germans, the, the Russians used the Germans like pawns and did, they did terrible things. Six million Jews died in the concentration camps. Another six million Christians died, nuns and priests. And then after the war, about 55 million German soldiers perished. They depopulated their country. And the Russians came in and they were vicious. Mm-hmm. They raped the women, German ladies that survived, the children. It was brutal. That's war. The U.S. should be in global war. Wake up, America, before it's too late. Fascism falls always. Well, that's so important. The U.S. military has, has been infiltrated for a long time. And, you know, and I said back in 9-11, um, I, I knew I could see exactly what was going on. And I knew that, you know, our com- country was becoming like Russia because, you know, all of the um, the rules. And I feel like the CIA is the KGB, you know, is is the um, Russia's so they, equivalent. They had a melding of it. And there was mm-hmm. um, there was an FBI head of an FBI uh, department in Chicago who was a former Chicago policeman that was found collaborating with the KGB in D.C. and he was arrested and put into a, a prison. And wow! Mess. And so, um, you know, we had spies that were collaborating with the with the Russians, the Rosenbergs, that were high-level spies that were hung for treason in the 50s. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now, you know, when the Berlin Wall fell and Bush and Ray, Bush Sr. and Ronald Reagan said, Gorbachev, bring down that wall, what they really did was let the Stasi, the German Stasi out. And they mm-hmm. were... Um, basically the Nazis that were kept under wraps right. in right. Berlin that needed to be contained. Well, they, they were let free, and now they're here in our country. They came to the U.S. Right, right. And so and started... they, they have no morals. They had no religion there. They 
um, with the MK, mind, the German spell control with a K, mind control. Right. Well, that's right. And that program, all of that program's notes were taken by the U.S. military after the war and studied. And then the program, sadly, the Manhattan Project were the scientists that came from Germany to stop the Nazis. And then later, the um, Nazis ended up coming here and taking over that program and continuing mm-hmm. continue running it at Sandia National Labs in New Mexico well, and Lawrence Livermore Labs in um, California and then Oak Ridge National Labs in Tennessee. And this is... Mm-hmm. Uh, these are biochemical weapons, and the Nazis wanted to control people's mind and influence them. And they were working on very various radio waves to hypnotize people, even mm-hmm. in the 30s. With the early radios, the tubes, the tube radios that were given to all the Germans, mm-hmm. when they flipped the power on, those tubes placed them in a state of suggestive trance and then of course you had Hitler on the radio telling them commands and brainwashing right. people but today we right. have 5G networks and we have TV, high definition TV we have plasma TVs made by mm-hmm. LG Electronics which used to be uh, Mitsubishi Electronics which used to be Zenith Corporation mm-hmm. which Strangely enough, LG Electronics is run by the by the Romanians and Bulgarians that make ah. products that are are utilized for mind control. So when you buy a plasma TV and you place it in your your family room, and then you decide to put one in your bedroom, and then you decide to give one to your kid, you're giving them a Trojan horse. You're giving right. them the NSA has admitted that the camera on that TV can be turned on by anyone, anytime. So mm-hmm. when you see one of those TVs, the first thing you should do is take it out of the room or flip it around. If you're in a hotel, flip it around to the wall or mm-hmm. put a sheet on it, cover it. Mm-hmm. Unplug it and cover it. You know, it's unbelievable what people don't know is going right. on. Right. Right. It, Even Mark Zuckerberg covers his camera on his laptop with tape. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I, I feel like this is why my family is so programmed. Um, you know, they they just can't seem to snap out of it. And I'll tell them, you know, well, I got rid of my TV. I, I don't even. I have. I haven't watched TV in ten years. Um, and. You know, all I do is research and, you know, I'll read books or um, get news, you know, through either social media or the Internet. But, you know, even that I'm wary of. Uh, And I, um, but anyway, um, but I feel like that's why so many people are programmed, you know. They're they're just in a trance from their TV. and also the radio towers, the Gwen Towers. Yes, yes. Uh, 5G is everywhere. Now it's in satellite. Right. There's nowhere you can go 
to get away from the radiation. I know. We are bombarded I... with EMF radiation. And right. even Nikola Tesla knew right. how to control people in you know, the early 1900s. He knew what frequencies put people in a trance. He knew what frequencies caused learning. He knew what frequencies caused agitation. So you look at all mm-hmm. this crime taking place and all this anger, and what you're seeing is just a manipulation of human beings. Exactly. And I just exactly. saw on 60 Minutes yesterday... A woman psychiatrist taking uh, MRI, she was taking magnets to change people's emotions and, 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 and cut off their depression. But that's really, uh-huh. these are, NM, this is fMRI technology. These are magnets that have mm-hmm. uh, also been deployed and used on people. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty serious. Um, the level of manipulation and influence, you know, you may be skirted to look at the facts based on different things you've eaten or food, you know, food or, you know, aspartame is actually, strangely enough, one of their MKUltra drugs for control. Right. Who they have marketed aspartame to would have been women that wanted to stay thin. Most all right. women in Chicago drank diet soda with aspartame. Right, right. Now, what would that do to them? That would cause headaches. It would right. cause a form of control. What I think they did is they designed the food supply to carry these chemicals to manipulate the nervous system. Mm-hmm. And as Lorraine Ray disclosed, they turned up the radio signal and they never thought people would notice. So they had their nervous system and in, in their fat cells you store a lot of chemicals. They had these people's nervous system laced with all of this and then they turned on the directed energy and processing power became uh, greater. Supercomputers became greater mm-hmm. and they were able to control larger numbers of people. And I, I, it hurts to see the TV and to see the violence in America. Right. You know, these kids are eating fast food. Sodium benzoate is another chemical that's in all soda pops. Mm-hmm. Another very dangerous mind control chemical. And it's a carcinogenic because the benzene is a, benz- is a cyclical ring. It's even in the fruit juices, but it's in the hamburger meat of the fast food. Oh, oh yeah. It's, it's, it's awful. It can be, it's, it may, it's made in Hubei Chemical Company in Hubei, China. Mm-hmm. And they also make hexachlorocyclopenadiene, which is a very toxic military uh, chemical. Mm-hmm. And they have been placing that in soda pop for a while. People aren't even testing for that. Right. So, and e- even in the cereals. Uh, in cereal, um, you know, they have all kinds of um, different chemicals, but also the iron and um, metals, because you can take a magnet to cereal and, you know, the magnet will just uh, pick, pick up your cereal, you know. Um, or is it in the milk? 
No, I, no. It's well, I don't know, but it probably is in the milk too. But it's also, I think it's in the cereal as well. I think you could just do dry cereal, even. And uh, yeah, I've seen the experiments in the Cheerios. Mhm. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah. different cereals, but um, it, it's in everything. I mean, they're just you know, it's it's just amazing, and and that's why. <laughs> that's why there's not a revolution, I guess, because, you know, people are are just too controlled. Well, I did research into that, and after the Vietnam War, mm-hmm. a company in South Carolina named Holland and Knight uh-huh. began assembling large radio towers outside universities. Ah. Holland and Knight has a big radio tower just outside of Ann Arbor, Michigan, uh-huh. between Ypsilanti and um, Ann Arbor. And then they have one on the top of Twin Peaks in San Francisco because of the Haight-Ashbury protests. So every major university got one of these towers after Vietnam, and wow. they started experimenting with frequencies to sicken people. Mhm. And they yeah. look like, you know, you've got the drums on the top of the towers which are picking up the microwave signals from the cones mm-hmm. that are on all the uh the phone towers. And so um you know, they don't use copper from point to point anymore. They either use they use Microwave pulse signals or fiber. Uh-huh. Right. Um, there's redundant, or they beam the signals to a satellite, and then those satellites get transferred down. So there's a little, there's it's about a two second upload time and a two second download time. Wow. Four seconds. So that's sometimes why people have problems talking on phones because there's a little delay nowadays. Mm-hmm. Know it's a satellite if there's a if you're stepping on each other's conversations, but uh, uh, yeah. you seem to be talking in pretty good real time on this. So, uh huh. And have you noticed a lot of uh, glitches going on with Facebook lately too, or or just any computer stuff? Um, I had my not even... I had my password hijacked about four times in the past two weeks. Yeah, yeah, a lot. Actually, Everyone I know. After you and I spoke, uh-huh. you had that on radio immediately because you had disclosed, we had disclosed so much information. You had disclosed, you know, is it G.E. Searle or J.G.D. Searle, you know? Oh, I'd, I've got to ask my dad because um, I, I forget. I can't remember if it's G.E. or G.D. I'm not. Uh, is I it S-E-A-R-L or is it S-E-A-R-L-E? It's S E A R L E. And we always just called it Searle. Um, you know, when my dad was. Searle was there. a physicist and he had what was called the Searle effect generator. Oh, really? Huh. That's interesting. He made a, a permanent magnet motor that continued to run forever. Wow. Wow. That's interesting. If you type in Searle effect generator, he had like okay. Back, yeah. 
Interesting. Um, yeah, I wonder what Searle is. I have to research and see what, you know, the the background. If it, is, is it German? Is it, you know, I don't, I don't know. Searle was a physicist. If you type in Searle Effect Generator, it's basically a, it's a machine that keeps going and going and going. And, it, uh-huh. you know, he, he created it in such an effect that, uh, you know, I'll post it to your page right now. It's pretty cool. You know, it would be a great uh, experiment for it. Uh, wow. It, yeah, it's pretty neat stuff, you know. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, I, I tell you, there's um, – I'll have to research that because I haven't uh, heard of that. Well, I'll send it to you right now. Okay. But, uh, yeah, these corporations, though, they are definitely taking over, and, you know, the military is just a, a corporation, and I just I just want to end it. <laughs> I just want to... Well, well, the way that we can end it, end the, end the corporations, you want to end this torture, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, the way we can stop this is through federal laws, you know, and, you know, I gave some laws at the beginning of the show. Yeah. Um, but it's so hard, Ron, to go through the court system because, you know, they will suck you dry. And and they use their language, and it, it takes so much time, you know, it'll be years. I'm I'm wondering if we could do anything like a citizen's arrest or, um, or and you know maybe that's a joke. You know, that was to some people. By <laughs> Ray McGovern. Ray McGovern resigned from the CIA in '91. Okay. He was recently tortured. I think you saw the video of him being tortured, right? Oh yeah, that's awful. Yes, I met him at Northwestern Law School. In September 2006, Uh just before Bush Jr. declared martial law with the Military Commissions Act of 2006. Mm -hmm. About that. Uh huh. You did hear about that? Yes. Yes. Yeah, March 17th. That was his. I'm sorry. October 17th, 2006 was his October surprise. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, there's, you know, there's got to be a better way. And I know you say go through the, you know, um, federal, um, but but even, you know, like with the, I mean, just it's like nothing's really federal. Nothing is really our constitution anymore. It's like the cor- corporate world has taken over. And, and replace it with their constitution, with their statutes, with their rules. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, you know, you're more optimistic than me on that. But, but I, I know that we need to do it lawfully. But, um, well, I think this has been going on. Are you familiar with the Federal Church Committee hearings of 1977? No, I don't. I'm not sure I am. Can you okay, so um, the National Archives have some? If you type in church committee hearing in Facebook, let me do it right now to double check. Church committee okay. hearing. 
1977. Uh, okay. I have the PDF up there. And it's about the MK Ultra program being exposed. I'll send it to you right now. Okay. Wasn't it's the called, MK Ultra project as part of was that wasn't yeah. that with the Operation Paperclip? Yes, they had a the senators didn't realize it was going on in the US. Ted Kennedy ah. had discovered it. John F. Kennedy had discovered they were torturing children. The U.S. CIA was running MKUltra in Canada after 53 Uh on um, children that were stolen from the U.S. Oh, wow. And also also the Native American Indians or... So they were... Mm -hmm. there's, There's about... There's a big mass grave of they say 50,000 kids in Quebec at McGill wow. University. Wow. See, the CIA first brought the Nazis that were the bad ones after the war to Canada because they could get them there first. And then they, that began in 53. And then the CIA in 1953 or 54 Dug a, dug a wall below the Berlin, dug a tunnel below the Berlin Wall. Mm-hmm. And they had a room on the east side and a room on the west side, and they were getting out some of the more severe Nazis. And they were God, bringing them to Canada. They were bringing. So I just shared this on my page. Okay. And I'll share it. Okay. Um, okay. I'll share it with you now. All um, right. I don't think you know, I can post this page, but it's an yeah, actual I, document. Now, this explains John F. Kennedy figured out they were torturing children and he was going to end the CIA two weeks before he was assassinated. He said he was mm-hmm. going to end the CIA and split it into a million pieces. Right, right. Right. Now, Ted Kennedy had a lot to do with this exposure of the MK Ultra program being shut down, and what ended up happening is it was abruptly shut down in Canada, and then they dispersed it to a bunch of locations throughout the U.S. Brought to the universities like Harvard and Mm -hmm. you know people don't realize, and and I have read I don't know if yeah yes numbers are correct. But 800,000 children go missing a year? And that's, uh, and that's because they have underground bases. To get back to talking about Fermilab, there's an actual underground city below Fermilab. Did you know that? No, uh-uh, I didn't know about that. So tell me more about that or send me a link. Um Birmingham I didn't know that. has an auditorium, and I know that because I had tickets to see movies and different speeches that were given at Fermi Lab. I moved where, to Illinois. Where is I'm, this lab? I'm sorry? Where is this lab? Warrenville, Illinois, right next to Naperville. Okay, and it's underground? 
above ground in a high rise building, and then there's sub levels below ground. Uh, and I never, uh, I was invited to go below ground, but I didn't feel like I wanted to take the elevator down. Oh, uh, good. Good thing you didn't. Were, were you young at the? No, at I had graduated the University of Michigan, and wow. I was working as a civil engineer. I was a physics major, and I decided to get out of that because I was told at the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor we'd have to do work for the Department of Defense, so I transferred into civil engineering and built oh. office buildings and roads and other things. Mm-hmm. So I'm mm-hmm. it. I didn't think I could, you know, I didn't want to do any, but through my ex-wife, I was brought to Fermilab, and that's the dark. Naperville has a darkness to it, as you know. And I just yeah. after I yeah. would go out there, it's very, very dark. Mm-hmm. Naperville, Illinois, um, framed up a Mexican man for a murder that he never committed. And that murder, I believe, I heard, I moved to Illinois in 91 or 90, and my ex-wife was from there. And I heard about mm-hmm. the Nakirako murder in the 70s. And you were uh-huh. enough for living up that way, weren't you? Yes. Mm-hmm. And you would go, strangely, to that area where that... How old were you when you were there? I was probably around 12. 10 or 12. And you had what you called spidey senses, where you had a... Oh yes, oh yes. I so what I I've heard, got... what 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 was what was discussed was the Nakirako murder was unsolved. It was a child that was killed, mm-hmm. and one day a Mexican man had a premonition oh, and he yeah. came from Aurora, Illinois, and he talked to the Naperville Police Department and he said he knew who did it, and they arrested him. Well, years mm-hmm. later, it turned out the man that really did it was in a jail in like out west or something like in Arizona or New Mexico or I don't know, but he was an Irish guy and he had killed many more children. Mm. And they let the Mexican man off and they reprimanded the police in Naperville for completely fabricating this. Mm. And you told me something that happened to you out there on the last time we talked and it wasn't recorded, but you said you had a bad experience by a golf course. In Naperville. Oh yeah. Well, my parents' friends lived um, lived in Naperville, and we would go see them. I don't know how often, but you know, we would go to dinner at their house, and um, and my dad and his friends would, you know, watch like tennis matches on TV. Um, but you know, his friend would lure me. Um, he he was a choir director for a church. What church? And you know the church? I don't know. I'd have to I'll have to ask my parents because I I don't was it, know. Was it Saint Thomas More or was it Saint Rayfield's or Saint Peter and Paul? Was it a Catholic church? I I don't even know if it's Catholic or um I I will ask. I'm gonna write that down and then I yeah, can I uh, the get back Rayfield, to you. Saint Rayfield's church disappeared because my ex-in-laws went to it. And I'm curious if that was the church. 
Yeah, I will. Uh, did, did you know name... Naperville is the head of the Illinois Nazi Party? It was for a while. Owned by who? It was the head of the Illinois Nazi Party. Oh, yeah. Well, I knew that, I think the Ku Klux Klan, was, weren't they, um, I want to say that they had some part in it, but, you know. In Naperville? Uh, it seems like it, but maybe I'm thinking of somewhere else. Well, um, I think there were those types there. It's extremely horrible there. Yeah, yeah, uh, very it dark. It got worse and worse and worse. There was a time in Naperville where they had, before the July parade and the Veterans Day parade, and it was, the VFW was for World War II vets. Ah, okay. And then once those people disappeared in and around the early to mid-90s, the dark people started rising up over there, and it got darker and darker and darker. Yeah, yeah. I'm, You know, I'm telling you, People are not aware of all of the satanic and Illuminati and, um, you know, just mafia ties all over the place. And, you know, I guess that's why they do this human trafficking with the children, too, is, is to really put, the, well, I'm sure for blood sacrifices, but for the ones that live, you know, they put so much fear in them that they either turn, um, you know, to the dark side or, and it's just this vicious cycle that, um, but but people need to be made aware. I, I don't even think people can handle, you know, or fathom. So, let, let me tell you this. My ex-father-in-law, uh-huh. Rumsfeld, he knew him personally. He called him Rummy. My ex-father-in-law what? was oh, so he, a, an did American he, Nazi. He was born... In Dublin, Ireland, but two years after I was married, he started preaching pro-Nazi stuff around wow. Thanksgiving, 1998. Wow. He was brought to Canada in 53 with his father. And he spent oh, wow. time at Yale University. And he was pro-Nazi. Wow. Is his name, and he ran Bigelow. He uh, he ran Bigelow Corporation, but he also worked on strange projects at Michigan State with self-replicating nanowires called mycorrhizae and hmm. plant growth greater. I saw all. I, he was a chemist or so-called chemist, but he was more of a quack. Couldn't even balance equations. Uh-huh. So he uh-huh. gave me these papers to edit, and he told me it was going to feed the world. But what it was is a self-replicating fungus that grows in the root structure and transmits throughout the plants. It's basically Morgellons disease. In the oh, jeez. I, you know... And this was designed by an East Indian doctor and him funding this project at Michigan State University in the 90s. Wow. Until people don't. It was out of Naperville. He was designing this product out of Naperville, Illinois. Okay. Yeah, I know. I know. And just, it's crazy. But you believe it, right? It's you know what Morgellons disease are, right? 
Oh, absolutely. I know. I, you know what, Ron? My skin has been awful since, since um, I'd say, 2008, 2009, 2010. And I just thought it was the changing of, you know, me getting older. Or, but, but then after I started doing my research, then I, you know, found out about the Morgellons and, you know, and the chemtrails and... Um, you know, and and I, it's just people don't realize that they're getting. They just think they're just getting sick, just because. But they're not putting the pieces of the puzzle together. And um, you know, it's it's just so frustrating trying well, to what's educate. Changes that my ex-wife told me I wasn't going to like her parents, and I didn't meet him for a year, and I really. They were very mean. And they were pro-Hitler type stuff, preaching that. And they said that they were going to kill me and my entire family if I ever told them anything about it. Were were they mean to, was your um, ex-wife an only child or did she have siblings? No, the whole family, the the two brothers run healthcare companies in the United States. They run Blue Cross Blue Shield. Uh, They actually planned horrible things to do to the American. They were born in Canada. Wow. You know, my dad started with Blue Cross Blue Shield and then he worked for Blue Shield here in Roanoke. Um, I worked as a consultant for Blue Cross Blue Shield in Illinois, not through them, in the main office near Michigan Avenue where the old administration a veterans yeah. hospital in downtown Chicago. They tore down and built an art museum today. I could see that from my office. And the strangest thing, they had me work on a PowerPoint presentation, and the guy had me do the presentation and correlate a map of all the cancer rates based on zip code and then premium. They, they designed the premiums based on zip code. And I told the uh, project leader, I said, he wanted me to see that. I said, so therefore, cancer's environmental. And he looked at me with this horrible face and shook his head, uh-huh. yeah. They, I did. I documented that PowerPoint presentation, and I was looking for Robert Half International. Cancer is environmental, and it's based on zip code. So they pick and choose who they want to genocide, according to the zip codes. They don't admit it. Right, right. But they knew, of they, wouldn't. they knew in the, I was working for Robert Half International, which was a British company, consulting company, strangely enough, out of, I think it was 205 North Michigan Avenue was their office. And they sent me to Blue Cross Blue Shield one day to do this work for them. Mm-hmm. And I saw what they were doing. And they yeah. wanted me to see this. Wow. You know, it's interesting. Um, David and I, when we were married, had a friend um, who worked for Blue Cross Blue Shield, and he was pretty high up. He ended up getting a brain tumor. And I always thought that was very strange because um, he was very healthy, you know. and. Um, Anyway, I, I just, I don't know. I just wonder, 
it, it makes me wonder now that, you know, kind of putting the pieces of the puzzle together, did he, um, did he find out something and kind of whistleblow so they, you know, did something to him to give him a brain tumor? Um, or it could be just a bogus cancer and they gave him something to drink that made him vomit. Yeah, oh, it's awful. You know, and also when it's you told doctor, me that, Did you see the Michigan doctor that diagnosed 1,600 people with cancer and gave them chemo and hundreds of them died over time? No, who who are you talking, or what's his name? The doctor in Michigan? Uh-huh. Michigan hmm. cancer doctor gave people to use the lab and he outsourced the lab he gave, and, and the lab technician was falsifying stuff. He got oh, 25 wow. years in jail. He was in US today, USA Today. Um, wow. I said the article right here. His name is... He gets 45 years in jail. Dr. Fared Bada pled guilty. Wow. Sad, isn't it? Very sad. Very sad. So I think that was done to my Uncle Raymond, who was a brilliant... uh, He worked on test engines for Ford Motor Company. Uh Uh-huh. In Dearborn, Michigan, but he also would come down to Naples, Florida, where they had a test Ford test track. And he also worked on jet engines for the military. And I think my uncle Raymond worked on the the vertical takeoff engine, you know, basically a hovercraft engine. Oh yeah. So he died uh-huh. at fifty two. And my dad was I think they do this to people. He started throwing up at work. And he just talked to a doctor over the phone that was my sister's ex-husband. And my ex-brother-in-law, Dr. Stephen White, just said one day on the phone, he diagnosed him from Florida and said he had a brain tumor. He went in and he told the, the doctor uh, looking at him that and he, they said he did. And they, he was dead within oh, three or four my years. Gosh. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, it, uh, it's so awful, Ron. I just, I mean, I don't even know what to do. Well, they have a cancer cure. It's internet search re-engineered virus cancer cure. You'll find that University of Toronto, mm-hmm. for 25 years, has had that. And then Penn State and the University of Pennsylvania and University of Michigan, they've actually cured it. They take like a little measles virus and re-engineer it specifically for that person. They take out a person's, about a pint of that person's blood and they introduce this re-engineered virus into the blood and then it, viruses are smaller than the cancer cells and it goes around and it eats the cancer and it's gone in two to seven days. Oh, wow. Wow. You know what? I I want you to keep talking because I'm feeling very, um, I'm not feeling well. So just keep talking, okay? 
Why? Are they making you feel sick? I don't know. I don't know. But can you hold on, please? Sure. I'm sorry. Sorry, Wendy. They could make her sick. Wendy? Are you okay? My goodness. Hmm. Hey, Ron. I'm I'm going to yeah. have to get off. I'm feeling really, really, really sick. Okay. Um, like, like all of a sudden. Yeah. So we're just throwing up and and on both ends. <laughs> And I don't know where it came from. So let me let you go. I'll uh, give you a call later and let you know how I'm feeling. Okay, real good yogurt helps, okay? Okay, I'll give it a try. Okay, I'll talk to you. Thank you for your time. It was was a good discussion, and and God bless you. Take care. Oh, thank you, Ron. You too. Bye-bye. I heard from somebody that has experienced an awareness of the dangers of aspartame and Tylenol. So, um, we're going to try to bring on now a guest. is exposing corruption. My friend, Lori has a friend, so let me call in now.
Hello? Hello? I'm trying to call. It said I was unmuted. I don't know. It fucking said I was unmuted. It said in your pen, and it said I didn't have one. It said push one and press pound, and it says you are unmuted. Huh? Well, ain't nobody talking. long I gotta hold on here. Fuck. Said I'm unmuted. 